0: This week on the podcast is all about recovery, whether that's the collective recovery from a highly stressful almost two years or an individual recovery of clarity, well-being, or something else that's gotten lost. One area of life that is in need of recovery for a lot of people right now in this first week after the holidays is your primary relationship. I wrote a blog post called How I Stopped Hating My Husband and You Can Too in 2013 about how I learned how to stop keeping score regarding who did what around the house and how to communicate about how I was feeling about the division of labor. That blog post has consistently been the biggest source of traffic to my blog. But let me tell you, while that traffic remains steady through the year, it spikes around the holidays. Why? Because there's typically one partner who is taking on the bulk of the work that the holidays require. And in heterosexual relationships, at least, that partner is typically the woman. I was inspired to include relationships in this week of episodes on the theme of recovery after a client shared a Huffington Post article with me about how the holiday magic that everyone craves this time of year is primarily created by women. Here's a little excerpt from the article. Women already perform the bulk of emotional labor, the psychological phenomenon of unpaid, often unnoticed labor that goes into keeping everyone around you comfortable and happy. But during the holidays, this work ramps up. There are more mental lists to juggle, more commitments on the calendar to keep track of, more tasks to delegate. There is more pressure to make things magical for those around you. It takes a lot of unseen and underappreciated effort to keep everything humming along smoothly. That article is called Holiday Magic is Made by Women and It's Killing Us, if you want to look it up. And guess where that extra unnoticed work frequently leaves you? Hating your partner for not noticing and therefore not appreciating and likely not helping. It's a recipe for resentment, which is a completely understandable reaction. Busting your butt and not being appreciated for it or assisted in it can make you feel very lonely. I hear the words, I feel like it's all on me, a lot, when I talk to women who find me via that blog post. I just want you to know that you are not alone in this. If you are feeling like you are up to here with your partner, you are in good company. I have absolutely been there too, and although I have completely shifted the way I think about and approach doing things around the house, I still have flares of resentment toward my spouse. Creating more openness and collaboration in your relationship isn't one and done. Or set it and forget it, unfortunately. I have been through this cycle multiple times in the nearly 20 years my spouse and I have been together, but I do always follow the same steps, which I will share with you right after this quick break. Welcome back. Anytime you're noticing your resentment rising in your relationship, here's a three-step process to process and communicate how you're feeling so that you can show up differently. These three steps help you not fall into the trap of nagging, and they help you shift your energy, which then shifts the dynamic between the two of you so that you can get back to a place of connection and communication and appreciation. Of course, I'm streamlining these steps to keep things within the parameters of a short podcast episode, but I'm actually working on a live class experience where we can talk about this stuff together in real time. So keep an ear for more info about that a little later in January. I'm almost ready to talk about it in a more official way. Until then, the three steps to take are number one. Do something to take care of yourself and bring yourself back to some kind of baseline. Take a walk in the park. Take a bath. Call a friend. Work out. Do anything that gets you out of the stress response and that you enjoy and that is doable soon. Don't wait until next week or next month because you deserve to feel better now. And people learn how to treat you by how you treat yourself. So show yourself some appreciation and some TLC. Number two is you want to have a conversation with your partner where you make it your goal to simply relate how you're feeling and asking questions that are designed to get you into a dialogue. And that's key. You're aiming for dialogue, which is two people talking back and forth to each other and not a monologue, which is you giving your partner a piece of your mind. I understand that your partner may not be super communicative or even all that verbal, but I also know that it's likely that you head into a conversation with an agenda to speak your piece, and that doesn't leave a lot of room for back and forth, and it can also trigger defensiveness, which shuts down a chance for true connection. Truthfully, likely, this will need to be a series of conversations as you can't expect an entrenched problem to be resolved in one go. I have a whole episode dedicated to how to lead this conversation exactly. It's episode 120, and it's called Relate, Not Manipulate. So do a quick search in my episode archives to find it. And for number three, you want to think about how you want to approach household tasks going forward. Yes, you want your partner to help out more and to appreciate what you do more. But if you are secretly or not so secretly keeping score, or judging them for how much they do or do not do, or critiquing how they go about things, well, it's like an energetic wall that's hard to penetrate, and it repels the other person. Again, this is a big topic that I haven't yet been able to condense into a podcast episode, but that I will cover in depth in the live class when it's ready. But you want to approach doing any kind of emotional labor from a higher level of energy than you've probably been doing it. So you could either do it because you're feeling generous, Or just because it's there and needs doing and you know you'll feel good about it afterward. Or you may even decide that you don't want to do it because you don't enjoy it and you know that you'll feel okay about it not being done. I can tell you that when you shift your energy about a heated topic, that shift is contagious and suddenly something you've been fighting about can become a non-issue or at least a much less fraught issue. Of course, it's a little more involved than I'm making it sound right here. But basically, if you can find a way to be more at peace with your efforts, your partner will have less of a reason to resist joining you in doing them. And you do that either by seeking to be of service to the household or because you can see it's really actually a way to take care of yourself. Or maybe you stop spending so much time on doing those things because you accept that getting them done is really not mission critical in the grand scheme of things. When you can approach the chores with a higher energy level, you are essentially being the change you wish to see. And the most powerful way we influence others is through our example. Those three steps, again, are self-care, then relate, not manipulate, and finally shift your energy. And that's how you shift the dynamic and invite your partner into understanding your point of view and collaborating on some new approaches. Remember, if you want different results, you have to do something different. Thanks for listening this week, and I wish you a restful recovery. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com, tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author.